With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone. And welcome to the Cricket Podcast, where today we're going to talk very briefly about Zach Crawley uh, and then hear what other topics people might want to bring to the table. I'm I'm Jack Hope. I'm joined by Ross Legg. Ross, how are you doing up there? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm great, mate. I'm great. What more, what more would I like to do on a Friday night? We still have a couple of beers, uh, have the wonderful Dan Norcross on the show talking about his uh, grandmother, etc. Um, and then get to celebrate the mighty Zach Crawley hitting a uh, yeah. brilliant hundred. Named after our hometown. Yeah, Dan, you, you are with us. Daniel, you are with oh, us yeah. as well, fill, filling the Max Rowe Brown hot seat. I, that's, um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a massive burden to put on me. I mean, I'm yeah. quite new to this game, and Max is a legend on the cricket <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you look nothing like Ed Sheeran, which is going to disappoint some yeah. of our fans. Oh, I know. All right. Sure. Just rub it in. I could get, I've got a hat that makes me look a bit like Jeremy Yet. Corbyn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we can take that. We can take that. Um, fellas, we're going to talk about the cricket in a second, but as usual, we start with adverts. Ross? Mm. Yes, we are sponsored by Serious Cricket. Uh, if you want any cricket equipment, um, new gloves, new shoes, new whatever, um, helmet, etc., um, use code TCP22 for 10% off um, by going to seriouscricket.co.uk. Um, they all look after you. Um, I've used their gear for ages and uh, they are absolutely top-notch service um, by Tom and the gang over there. Um, we are also on Twitter and Instagram where you can find us at the Cricket Pod um, and go to Patreon. Sign up for Patreon. Gopal um, has joined us in the last 24 hours or so. Welcome to the club. Um, you'll be added to a Discord channel where you can just get our name chat every day. So uh, yeah. what more could you possibly want from that? It's um, like a sluice of chat. And, and fortunately, we've got like a Charlie. You look like Charlie Chaplin in the dark. <laughs> yeah, um, Dan. Dan has returned. For people who are <laughs> who are who who will be listening to this tomorrow on Saturday, uh, the Jeremy Corbyn hat is on. Um, Can you see it? Can you hang on? Yeah. Me, I've got a dimmer switch. 
because we bought it. We bought this house in the eighties, and dimmer switches were very de rigueur during the old um, time of swingers and that. Hang on. There so the panel outside the front door as well. What an insight into Dan, Daniel Norcross's suburban life. No, no, I, I didn't buy it. My parents bought it, but then I bought ah. it off. So, um, yes, I find myself in a house with dimmer switches, looking slightly like Jeremy Corbyn, my, <laughs> wearing my dead dad's hat. And that sort of feels like how I feel generally today. <laughs> like there's like a, yesterday's men. <laughs> there's, there's a lot going on in that sentence. Ross, what, what, what happened in the cricket? Uh, not a lot, really, if I'm perfectly honest. <laughs> just like uh, just like some of the other days, um, the pitch just turned into such a flat deck that even the mighty Kumar Roach couldn't get um, any luck from it, really, other than um, removing um, walking wicket Alex Lees. Who so he um, already been promoted to walking wicket? Yeah, well, he, he didn't look. He didn't look. Set, like, based upon the two innings that we're going to give him before we cut, him, cut his legs out, with him doesn't look like a test level level. It's, it's, it's what they it's what they said about Len Hutton actually when when he was out for Norton one. In his first game, I think Neville Cardus uh, first adopted the phrase "walking wicket" to describe Len Hutton, um, which, which sort of came back to bite him. In those days, they didn't have the phrase "that tweet aged well." <laughs> All they had were, was libraries, and so he had plausible deniability because no one ever went to find out. Yeah, well, I am speaking a little bit facetiously, but you can imagine if you were to just base your cricketing opinion on cricket Twitter, then this is the end of Alex Lee's, and he should never play for England again. So. Um, Fortunately, Zach Crawley stood up to the mantle. The man who did average about 10 for a whole year yeah. has come out and hit um, a, a really quite, um, what's the word, a patient century and quite a stylish patient. century. I, I'd say stylish, yeah, classy. Stylish. Yeah, he, he, he looked assured at the crease, but he also did look like he was playing against a third 11, didn't he? Like it was, uh, it, it looked like it was middling Saturday cricket that we get to play and he's just a bit better than everybody else. Yeah. Um, but it was because he's good, Liam. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, he's good, Liam. And there's a reference is going to be uh, lost in some people. <laughs> so for our cricket team, I don't like cricket club. We have a 45 year old Australian who used to play grave cricket who is just yeah. miles better than yeah. everyone in the league. He um, played for South Australia twos. He played a yeah. bit, <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, it, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought I thought I thought I thought he batted um, yeah really quite well today. And Joe Root just is such a He's just lovely to watch, and he's obviously gone into number three against um, mm-hmm. what is a, a to- yeah, it's an unfortunate time to bowl. Um, and yeah, I think there's a, I think this game is meandering towards a, a quite boring draw in the end, unfortunately. Yeah, um, Daniel, what was your highlight of the day? Um, there was quite an interesting moment, wasn't there, when two fielders, it was Jason Holder, not first, the other, but the other one first. Um, pulled the ball back and it hit their toe and then moved towards the boundary rope and then Jason Holder tried to push it back and it hit his toe but then he did a little twinkle toe thing on either side of the boundary to stop it um, hitting the boundary and that took five minutes to adjudicate on and I suppose my second favourite moment was Nkrumah Bonner channeling Dipti Sharma I mean he's basically the Dipti Sharma of men's cricket how long does a spinner take to bowl a sodding ball just get on with it, especially when the filth you're going to purvey is considerably less good than Dipti Sharma, I've got to say. I mean, in that sense, he's not Dipti Sharma. He's worse than Dipti Sharma. Mm. Um, uh, my uh, highlights, I guess th- those are my highlights because I can't really believe that we've learned anything about either side 
except that because they've been put on a pitch which hasn't tested either. They're, they're both quite weak teams. And so you would imagine that anything could happen when weak teams play each other. But because they're both quite weak, they can't actually force the weakness in the other team. So you've got this situation where there's an inevitability to what's going to be played out. The pitch will defeat them both because there isn't someone who can change it. And perhaps there are two people on either side that could, Kimar Roach and Mark Wood. And Mark Wood's only bowled 17 overs and probably won't bowl for the rest of the match. So that takes the idea of an England win completely out of it. Um, and Kimar Roach can only bowl from one end and once the ball got a bit soft and it's not really done anything, it sort of rendered it utterly rubbish as a spectacle. But what I would say is that I think it does prove my theory that there is um, an ECB false flag operation going on here. So while everybody was whining about Anderson and Broad not being picked, I think Anderson and Broad were in cahoots for the ECB not to play in this series. Because had they been picked after the Ashes and then played in this game, they would have been equally ineffective on this utterly moribund, terrible surface. And everybody would have been clamouring for the end of the Broad-Anderson era. Really what's happening is that we're all desperate for them to return the moment we get to the Greens against New Zealand. Four more years. And everybody's in on it. Everybody on the inside is in on it. And we're not. We're being taken for mugs. That's what's going on here. We're being taken for mugs. And what's happening is that poor old Chris Wokes and Craig Overton will never go on tour again. They'll play the odd game here and there. And that's it. They're, they're done. So they're being forced to go through this misery of playing on a pudding and then being destroyed by the court of Twitter cricket opinion. Meanwhile, Broad and Anderson have got their feet up. They're having a wait of a time again. Oh, another three weeks before pre-season. <laughs> we'll nip out and see some shows. Have a bit of a laugh. If anybody puts a microphone in our face, we're absolutely horrified by the way we've been treated. The ECB are also in on it. They're rubbing their hands with glee. They bring in a new coach. He brings back Broad and Anderson. The whole country is united behind this wonderful revival. And voom, that's it. The, the, the Red Bull reset will happen when we get 39 and 35 for our back in the team in summer. Sounds good to me. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in for that storyline. That Ross, is what I want to follow. Yesterday, you, you were asking, why does Tom Harrison get paid the big bucks? You couldn't come up with that kind of strategy, could you? Well, no, I mean, I'm not part of the deep state, but clearly Tom Harrison <laughs> is. Yeah, absolutely. So... I've met him. I can, I can absolutely guarantee you that. He I is, can't, obviously. He... <laughs> there's, um, there's not a lot deep stating about Tom. But yeah. Other things that happened, uh, we teased this a little bit, but Zach Crawley scored a century, Ross, his second. Uh, his first came on a pitch, maybe, you know, I was going to say the only pitch flatter than this, but after after Rahul Pindi, maybe the only pitch flatter than this. He scored 267 against Pakistan. Uh, this looked pretty good, though. I mean, I, I've, you know, we've looked at Crawley, haven't we, over the last three years? And I've always thought he's a player with good shots, but not necessarily a good player. But today he looked like a good player. Yeah, what do you think? I think his temperament looked better today. I mean, even um, what I did really like was that West Indies went to the classic Saturday League thing again, where they brought on the old man who bowls moon balls and tries just to get out the exuberant youths. Um, mm-hmm. 
and Craig Brathwaite, um, Judy delivered those like, slow burn. David Gower compared him to still water compared to sparkling water for all the other spinners. And I quite liked that approach. Um, but in terms of his innings, he put the ball, he did what every opening batsman's there to do, right? He left relatively well. He batted with a straight bat. Uh, he put away the bad balls. Um, what more do you want from a, an England opening batsman? Everyone wants that, right? Like I, them to be out makes better shows. Um, all that is absolutely right. There's, there's, this is one of those really difficult situations where you can't bag somebody for having scored a hundred. No, I'm not, I don't intend to. It was, it was a perfectly excellent innings, and anybody watching it, you, know, you can't, you can't do more than face the bowl in the put in front of you on the pitch that you've got. But this will be a probably forgotten test match and Crawley's tests will come if he's on a on a different surface from this you know this pitch has done absolutely nothing except for the first well hour it did a bit then and we saw a little bit actually when West Indies bowled and Holder got one to hit Crawley on the chest and there was a couple that went a bit low we thought oh this is fun is the pitch going to break up but the West Indies haven't really... I mean, the spinner has been so desperately ineffective. The lengths have been uh, horribly variable. Um, and we haven't seen a great deal of turn. So I, it's what are, you, what are you supposed to glean from this? I mean, it reminds me a lot... Excuse me. It reminds me a lot of when people complained about, and still do, about women's test cricket. And the issue is that the in women's test cricket, that the batters can can bat and not get out. Taking 20 wickets in women's test cricket is difficult. And so they desperately need assistance from a pitch. They need this pitch to be quick and have a bit of lateral movement, which we saw at Perth. We saw again in this Ashes series when England played Australia. And we saw it in Bristol, actually. There was a little bit early on. But the moment the pitch gets slower, then what you're watching is a completely uneven struggle between bat and ball. And that's sort of what it felt like here. You know, it, it it feels like we're not going to learn anything about the, the batters. We might learn something about the bowlers because there just isn't enough pace, is there, I think, on either mm. side to take the pitch out of the equation. The West Indies don't have the raw pace that they need and neither does England have the raw pace. Its raw pace went off with an injured elbow. Mm-hmm. And the other bloke who might be able to deliver that is coming back from an injury and they made him bowl 26 overs in one innings when he wasn't supposed to bowl that many in the entire series. So... Um, it's it doesn't bode awfully well for the rest of the series unless the pitches actually do liven up a bit. And so, Dan, do you think that there's going to be a declaration? Because my, my view is that England are just going to bat this test match out. They're not even going to try and force a result. They're not even going to try to put any more overs in the legs of people. Um, whereas, Jack, on the Discord channel earlier, you're pretty sure that England will do what they always do and bat till lunch and then try to force it some kind Well, now of it's rained a bit. I'll take that back. I think they'll bat till after lunch now. Oh, they'll definitely bat till after lunch. There's no, there's no way they're going to put themselves in danger of losing this test match through a declaration. I mean, they might get there through ineptitude or the pitch suddenly changing overnight. Um, but you know, I would be, I'd be batting all day. If I was England, I'd be like, there's no way. Like, you've already lost wood. You don't want to put any more overs in Stokes. Overton and Wokes looked absolutely shagged at the end of the end of it. And yeah. Leach is sitting there going, do you know what? I'm going to be happy with my first innings bowling performance. Well, 
I think that'll be true. That'll be true if the pitch continues to behave in the same way through till lunch and beyond. If they start to see signs of uneven bounce, if they see weird things happening when they're batting. I mean, this is why I found it hilarious to talk of declaration on the commentary because Root was out there batting and he knew sure as hell that, you know, he wasn't going to get out. <laughs> Nothing's going to get me out, out here. He, he was playing really full balls off the back foot, still looking to dink it past the vacant second slip because the pitch was that true and slow and dull. So he knows that they're not going to take 10 wickets on that as it currently stands. But if tomorrow, in that first session, we start to see things change, then he might go for it. He might leave something like 300, um, you know, just before T, 300 or 40, just to see if they'll freak out. Uh, because you don't, have, you don't put too many, uh, many miles in your bowler's legs if you've only got 40 overs to bowl. Mm. but I tend to agree with you, Ross. I think that they're going to look at this match, think they were 48 for four or whatever it was, um, get as many runs under our belt as possible. I think Root needs 187 in this innings to get his average back up to 50 uh, and, uh, uh, and, and do it like that. I mean, because if they come out of that game and it's nil-nil, suddenly it gets a bit interesting, doesn't it? Mm. Then, what, then what happens at Barbados becomes really significant. Jam tomorrow is the... It's the line. Definitely, definitely. That rum punch tomorrow. It's, it's Barbados, and it's yeah. the best rum punches I've ever had in my life. I, oh, I, I, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I went. Like to, to I, I was put up in a hotel by the Barbados tourist board, and I was taken into the uh, bar, and I was told that I had free rum punches the whole time I was there. So I said to the barman, uh, I, said, um, "I hear you make the second strongest rum punches in Barbados." And thus began began the great rum drought of 2008. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he looked at me with such disdain and then gave me a thing that was the most powerful drink I've ever drunk in my entire life. And from that point on, I was not sober. It's one of my favourite things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was um, Zach Crawley rack up another yeah. double century. That would be good. I, th- I think in terms of him as a person and him as the, an English player... I quite like to hear, see someone who either gets no runs, pretty much no runs, or hits a double century. I think he could be the only man in the history of Test cricket whose first two score, whose, whose first two hundreds are double hundreds. I think, I think, which could be quite that would be quite fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Anyone want to talk about anything else in this match? We have other topics. India are playing tomorrow. Pakistan v Australia is going to continue, Ooh, yeah. isn't it? Alex Carey fell in a pool. Uh, the Women's World Cup's on, and we have some questions. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to see like what happened. Like looking forward to the the next Test match of who kind of okay. what, what the change might well be in the in the England lineup. That was one of the questions. What happens if Woods too knackered? Yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing Saqib Mahmood um, comes into that lineup. I've not seen a lot of Fisher. No one's really seen a lot of Fisher, right? He's got a very limited first class experience, so it'd be quite interesting. I'm not sure if he's ever played more than four first class matches concurrently without having to drop out. I think there's a, there's a curious stat about Fisher's. Yeah. That's very on face. brand, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I was very much on bowler. brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> England definitely go with like the glass slipper approach to fast bowlers, don't we? <laughs> um, <it's>... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, great, yes. ask, well, actually, you have to ask yourself the question, and this is probably not for this podcast, but do England adopt the glass slipper approach? slipper approach or do bowlers arrive and then get given a pair of glass slippers yeah, <laughs> that's fair 
That is fair. Well, I, I, I think if Wood goes out, then Mahmoud does come in. Um, I can't see them playing two spinners um, in the next two games. Uh, if they're playing at Guyana, then perhaps, but they're not. Um, they've not played there in, what, 14 years or something, so I can't imagine they're going to do that. Um, I was watching highlights of Brian Lara in 1999 earlier, so this is very relevant here. I'm much better think... use of your time than watching the Test match <laughs> yeah. I think um, Australia played McGill and Warren together on that tour. So why not Leach and Parkinson for England at, at, at um, the Kensington Oval? Yeah, it's, it's a serious well, question. It's, it, is, it, it, is a, it is a serious question. You're, and you're playing Parkinson instead of Wood, are you? And, you're, and then you're keeping yeah. Wokes and Overton as the, the pace. No, Ro- I, re- I think Robinson probably comes Stokes. back, doesn't he? Well, if, if Robinson comes back, um, you know, his, his fitness is a concern, isn't it? We don't know if he's going to return. The, it's a quite long back spasm that he's had since Hobart, isn't it, really? Because that back spasm has been going on quite a long time, if that's what it is. I mean, yeah. we, have no, we have no reason to doubt that, but it's a bit of a concern. Yeah. Tell you what, Brian Lara's good, or was. <laughs> is, that, is that the hot take of the cricket podcast? Yeah, well, that's, that's what I found out today. Uh, I watched the highlights of his 213 and uh, 153 on, on that tour. Uh, Sabina Park and um, the Kensington Oval. They were about as good as I think anyone can be at cricket. Yeah, but the highlights missed out all the times he played and missed. All, all the times he's had an injudicious shot that fell just short of the field. I mean, this is, it's fake news. It's fake news, Jack. I mean, so Brian, actually, Brian, so hold Brian, on, Brian what are we saying here? Brian, Brian Lauren, not that good overall. Um, it's, uh, just, well, just Ro Belinda pulling a fast one on the world. Um, it's... <laughs> Uh, Ross, you want to talk about Pakistan um, or do you want to just talk about Alex Carey falling in the pool? That was the main bit. I thoroughly enjoyed that. In in terms of those bits in life where there are some moments where you look back on it, you're like, I really wish a TV camera was on me or on that moment in your life. And actually the Alex Carey thing for the Australian cricket team, and I suppose that cricketing world right now, because they got to see it, was Alex Carey having a chat next to a pool and then just not looking where he's going, and then just fl- straight in. The foot goes, the panic sets in in his face. There's another angle to the video, which adds a whole new dimension. There's um, a Bruder footage. There's a Bruder footage. That that was the great bit about yeah, it. It was, it was. Like John FK, uh, JFK. The, Forward and to the right. The first Exactly, because the, fir- the first one we saw was just simply, you know, the straight brains get splattered all mm-hmm. over, you know, Mrs. Kennedy, Jackie mm-hmm. Onassis. Um, and that's, you know, what can you make of that? Because we couldn't quite make out what had happened. And then we got the Zapruder footage from the other side. And then we got to see it exactly triangulated properly. And that's what made it for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, so without, who took him out? That, without that, I, I genuinely thought that he'd just done it as a jape. Yeah, Whereas, yeah, because yeah, you, 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 originally you don't really see him do it, right? You, no. you kind of, it, goes, yeah. it, goes, it just goes slightly off. It's almost like yeah. you're watching... I felt like I was watching like Cloverfield, if you remember that single-shot movie around that bit. Yeah, but but Jack, surely... Uh, Ross, rather, surely that what, what you immediately ask yourself is then, why did they release the first footage, right? Mm. And that's what makes me think that the second footage was mocked up after the first ah. footage. Which websites have you been on this week, Dan? Because we've, we've had the false flag footage. Yeah, um, false flag idea. It's Breitbart. Yeah, back. it's Breitbart, Breitbart Dan. Um, he's, he's got a, a, a special link into Russia Today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, mate, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, it sounds mad, doesn't it? But 
just answer the question why why didn't the actual angle that supposedly shows us what really happened why wasn't that the one that was released rather than the incredibly inconclusive was it actually him is he looking over his shoulder has he walked in there deliberately footage that we got first as a teaser that's it's it strikes me there's something what, there's something what up would with the benefit this be, right so when, when it comes to these kind of yeah. things always what is the who benefits out yes of very good question right? george um, bush probably <laughs> i think it's yeah well no i think it's i think it's it's all part of the way the australian team has successfully reinvented itself as a bunch of really nice guys and you know since sandpaper that's been the issue hasn't it and tim payne was supposed to be at the forefront of that and then uh, things were a little bit wonky so cummins came in and you know he's an astrophysicist lawyer who's really sort of kind and generous and empathetic and and worries about climate change and the whole team are just really nice and even after the ashes you know they're sort of quite sympathetic towards the broken desperate englishman as they walk off it's all part of like trying to pretend this is going on so the quirky funness and manus labashain is no longer just a really irritating noise on the field of play He's actually a massively dedicated, fun, quirky, eats the dal, has a bit of roti. You know, look at him. They're all like getting down and into the culture. It's it's all part of that. And we should be mindful because, look, you know, we've lived with the Australian Empire for 135 years. We 45 years. We know what they get up to from Spofforth all the way through Ian Chapel, you know, David Boone reinventing himself as a match referee. We know we know what they're up to. And this, to me, is all part of that. And that's why I suspect that the first bit wasn't Alex Carey. So the very first bit of footage we saw wasn't Alex Carey at all. Um, it, they so put are, it you out. Say, are you saying the Australians are almost making a ploy of mental media disintegration? That's correct. That's exactly... That's ex- Well, of course, that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, look how everybody loves their media now as well. I mean, they're all over Mel Farrell, Collo... Barra, you know, it's just they're, they're all wearing traditional gear and eating Pakistani food and like you know they haven't been to the country for twenty five years. Suddenly, you you know, but, but ghee wouldn't melt in their mouth. It's extraordinary the way they go about this. They've got WMMDs, haven't they? That's what they're hiding. Australia are hiding WMMDs, weapons of mental media disintegration. Something like that is going on, or. Or, as you quite reasonably point out, it might just be that they're just a really nice bunch of people and it's scary falling in a pool is really quite fun, which is, yeah. seems more likely. I grant you that. I, I would like, Dan, I really would like it when um, you're back on TMS airwaves on, on, on this, on the, England, on the England side, around putting out more and more conspiracy theories like throughout, yeah. the, throughout the English summer. Where yeah. h- how long could you go on the on the BBC of putting out conspiracy theories spuriously throughout the English Test summer? I think that depends oh. on whether you're on a new show or not. If you're Have not you on a new show, not very long. I, I don't think TMS would stand for it. But if you can if you can somehow get yourself onto onto Question Time, <laughs> then <laughs> well, it's, it's basically endless. Have you not? Have you not listened to county cricket radio commentaries? My, one of my favourite things in summer is because they're, they're all marvellous commentators, but all of them are convinced that their particular county is being destroyed by some evil, shady cabal. Whether it be <laughs> Somerset or Durham, have got a little bit more justification for it. It has to be said. Let's <laughs> yeah, be honest. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but, but broadly speaking, is this a balance money? 
racism which one should we punish a little bit more exactly so you know wherever you go there are there are strange conspiracies lurking there are poisons that lie lurking in the mud ross that are about to hatch out (laughs) well well, Um, uh, away from conspiracy theories jack um i think the next uh, test match between pakistan and australia should hopefully be better than the one at raul pindi um it would be, pitch... be a push to make it worse wouldn't it it would be a push to make it worse <laughs> um the fact that i'm pretty sure imran khan has had a word about it as well let alone ramis raja um and he's back from moscow is he by the way can, can we just be dead clear about this what do you think the words that they say are that can make any difference to the preparing of a pitch at this stage i mean we we all of us imagine don't we that have a word with the groundsman i mean it, it, it pitches are pitches largely uh, I mean, aside from leaving like an inch of grass well, on it there were rumors weren't there, there. Uh, do you remember when um, Steve Smith got that hundred at Pune? There were rumours that the morning of the game, the groundsman was was asked. They had a word with him to to, to do something to the pitch, and he got out an iron, <laughs> like one of those um, di- uh, metal dishwasher things, and scraped the top off the surface to to to, all, to break all, it all up. Dishwashers are metal, I think. Jack. No, I'm not dishwasher. What are they called? I've you know, the scourers, a scourer, a scourer. <laughs> he didn't. A scourer, and he scoured the surface of the pitch. That's 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 what they say. Uh, it didn't work because they lost, but they could do that. That I look, I'd be I'd be up for a complete lottery. I made a bad wicket. Um, you know, I, I I thought I'd seen the lowest of the low, and then and then <laughs> then Raoul Pindi happened. So I'm glad well, I'm glad uh, both Mitchell, of you have mentioned Mitchell. both of those things. Purely the one, the mm. fact that the I made a bad pitch. There was a I think it was a crick buzz article. Over it. There's a quick buzz article that says that the BCCI um, are going to launch an investigation because apparently the groundsman didn't follow direction when England beat Aus- beat India last year in the first test match, where there was a normal pitch, <laughs> and apparently the BCCI are going to investigate that that was there was some untoward following of rules um, on that one, Dan. So um, yeah, well, yes, yes. I mean that 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 does strike me as extraordinarily desperate doesn't it to have to even overturn the decision in a test match when in a series you you won three one but i suppose the the necessary supremacy of the super race must come before anything else and, uh, and these things do happen across the world I, I i don't deny it uh i but i had i i i find the thing with pitches is that they basically even out we sort of forget the test matches that are absolutely dreadful, unless they're really dreadful, so we'll never forget Pindy. But we'll mostly forget Antigua because every yep. game played at Antigua is basically. Although they, they played two last year, didn't they? And they were both about five thousand runs aside, no on no chance of winning. But exactly. Raheem Cornwall got seventy, so it yeah. kind of made it fun. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it's just you know just 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 let them go, isn't it? I mean we we who who it's it's such a pointless conversation to have about pitches and people getting really angry about pitches because it's quite difficult being a groundsman uh, or groundswoman for that matter. And metal, well, I say that maybe if there were more groundswomen, the pitches would be different. I don't know that for sure, but the pitches that we currently get around the world have a certain character. They don't tend to change massively except in certain situations. And so um, I'm not sure what they can do in Antigua. It's been like that for, for Yonks. And when we go to Barbados, it'll have a certain character, which is quite similar to Barbados pitches that we've seen for a while. 
which is one of the reasons why you, you shouldn't pick Sam Curran and leave out Stuart Broad, mercifully, that Sam Curran isn't in the squad and neither is Stuart Broad. So they can't make that mistake, but they, they could make a similar mistake, I suppose. Um, and Grenada, well, that that's the one that's going to intrigue me because England haven't played at Grenada a great deal. So there'll be fun there. Um, as for Pakistan, I've been assured by Artif Nawaz, my colleague on TMS, that the pitches in Pakistan have very different characters and that um, the one we've got in Pindi isn't massively different from what you'd expect, that Lahore will... Well, Manu, he's, a, he's a Lahore maniac nationalist, so he will say that. But he's convinced that the pitch at Lahore will give a bit more to both um, quick bowlers and slow bowlers. And Australia have picked, finally, a Mitchell because they've been really short of Mitchells. Um, Isn't the next test moment not and, at La- Lahore, though? So Lahore's uh, the the Gaddafi oh, Stadium Karachi, is the it? last one. Oh, yeah. oh no, well Karachi's perfect. For, <laughs> Karachi, Karachi would be perfect okay. for Swepson. Yeah, Karachi. Oh, there perfect. we go. He'll love it. So it's going to be exciting. Swepson's going to get twenty there. wickets. It actually says gonna... it, there's a little hotel brochure. Uh, there was one I had in Crantock Bay, which said dogs love it here, and they have a similar one in the hotels in Karachi, which say debutante leg spinners love it here, and they will yeah. do because Fact. because all of hipster. Australian Twitter is convinced that Mitchell Swepson should have been playing for the last five years. And my hope, I say hope, I don't mean this, but I sense he might be a bit of a Jason Crazier, who wasn't a leg spinner, but was a spinner that was picked like because there was so much ooh about him. I, I don't really get Swepson. I see him as a T20 bowler. And uh, I think it's a good name. You know, you could, you could really riff on that. Swepson sweeps England away. It only That's really going, works in a Sean Connery accent. I mean, Swepson on, is a dreadful name to try and say in a normal accent. India v Sri Lanka. <laughs> Ross, um, on a mm-hmm. scale of Snowball's chance in hell to no fucking chance, um, how much of a hope does Sri Lanka have? Um, I would. I reckon if they played a hundred test matches, they might win one, maybe two. I think that's massively, massively, massively exaggerating their chances. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, they don't stand a hope in hell. Um, the young uh, batsman is it Nick Weller? Is Nick? Is that his name? Uh, Nick Weller. Nisanka. Nisanka. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that's his name. Nisanka. Oh, right, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll, Dick, Dick I'll, is it, is it oh, Nick, look. Well, Nick Weller Disanker? You're just making up names. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> fine. It's like, it's like listening to an episode of, uh, of, of, of no, the third, They are, they are injury hit, aren't they? The old, the old Sri Lankans are injury hit. Um, and they've also shot themselves in the foot because they're not picking... Uh, well, I always call him Chimera because it, I would prefer to call him that. But Chimera, um, yeah. Um, so the, fa- the fast guy for Sri Lanka for those who uh, don't know any of their names. Um, Chimera. So, so they're, yeah, they're, so they're not playing two of their best players, um, and I don't think this is a situation like um, India had in Australia, where they were playing their kind of net bowlers and somehow beating Australia. I, this could well be a an absolute pounding. Like it, the last game was. A de- demolition. This game could be even worse. Oh, so is a an absolute pounding beats a demolition. I need to know this when I'm on commentary. <laughs> what about an absolute demolition? Does that beat a pounding? How about an absolute pounding? <laughs> Where does total demolition? 
Obliteration is where I normally Obliteration. Yeah. go. But, Obliteration uh, is good. Yeah. Steamrolling. Yeah. I mean, they are steamrolling. Mm, kind of. I mean, yeah. It's sort of it's a flattening, isn't it? And flattening is obviously what we were used to do before yeah. the sports came in. Um, I mean, I guess steamrolling in some ways is less violent, isn't it, than demolition or obliteration? So it's yeah. it, it would stand to reason that it it you know it's bad, isn't it? No one wants to be steamrolled, um, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably probably better overall than being demolished. So are you are you saying um, are you saying that actually it depends on what? You at least with the steamrolling, at least with the steamrolling, there is the implication that something creative could be coming out of it, like a road, for example. Demolition, uh, no, that's just pure. I. But I really liked your lens on that in, term, in terms of going from a personal perspective what someone might take from those individual things that would happen. Uh, because you're kind of saying, uh, by that logic, a pounding, actually, some people might well enjoy the pounding element. Mm, and actually, yeah. so that means that is less worse. I know than, a few people that like a pounding. Yeah, that, that a steamrollering. And total demolition, again, you don't want to be totally demolished, do you? <laughs> No. I wouldn't mind being vaporised. I mean, if I've got to go down, I mm. think being vaporised sounds like that's quite quick. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've, I've made my peace with the Third World War. But that, that's because I'm 52, so I've been used to this since I was about five years old. So... Do, you have, do, you, do you have the gas mask? <laughs> it's actually making Dan no, feel no. young again. Um... You don't, you don't, no, no, we didn't get a gas mask, but in our primary school, we did have we did have Third World War alert, so we did have to learn how to go into the... Um, into the cellar and put a table in front of our heads because apparently that would help. So I, I reckon no, there, under no commentary that's happened in cricket as a team ever, like the team being defeated, has ever been referred to as vaporised. So Dan, I think that is there. We go vaporised. Yeah. Well, yeah. that would be yeah. See, that would be being demolished quickly and in a way which no one really noticed. So that's sort of this, this, got... this India Sri Lanka Test match could well be a vaporising. There could be a vaporizer. if they get bowled out for fifty. India make 200 for one declared and bowl them out for 50 again. That's a sort of vaporising. That is basically what vaporising looks like. Yeah. They've been evaporated, literally. Yeah. They, the, was, solid, the solidness of Sri Lanka and has been turned into to gas. They dispersed into Sri Lankan player yeah. molecules. It went is, through the liquid stage so fast that it... Exactly. Yeah. Floating around. That's not around layer, is it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and, That's the best uh, thing I can hope for. <laughs> Daniel, this has been happening in the middle of the night, so we've not caught too much of this, but the, the Women's oh, yeah, World been Cup is on, and basically every game's a classic so far. Uh, have you been enjoying it? You've been up You've been up overnight um, yeah. do, doing comms of these games. It's been absolutely extraordinarily brilliant uh, because everybody began the tournament by going, isn't the Women's World Cup boring because Australia are bound to win it and uh, there's only two teams that are any good, and that's England and Australia. And it turns out that that's not remotely true. And in fact, the West Indies, I mean, which I always knew, but um, the West Indies performed slightly better than we might have expected. It's a brilliant cricket. One of the greatest catches you would wish to see on a cricket field by man or woman, by the diving Deandra Dottin the other day. Um, then we've had hundreds galore. We've had Siver uh, smash it. We've had England getting so close to Australia while everyone's in like, oh, God, England are terrible. They're not. They started the last over on 295, which is what Australia started their last over on 295. They're very evenly matched teams. We discovered that Pakistan are a lot less bad than people thought they were. Nearly beat South Africa the other night. Um, New Zealand beat India strangely comfortably. That's the one game I've I've actually commentated, which was the most boring. 
and I'm back on for uh, New Zealand against Australia. So since I'm obviously a curse for this tournament, expect that game to be dreadful. But um, all the others around it <laughs> have so far been really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you come on here and you 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 and this must happen in your when you go I'm guessing go Oh Ross has gone. We'll never guess. We'll never know what he was gonna guess. Socializing with other commentators. Oh no. Oh we didn't we oh, did we oh, need oh, we back, need to hear your guess again. Say that again, Ross, because yeah, you say that say that again, Ross, because you because you, you you stopped yeah. your, your insectation went <laughs> Ah, so I, I think when you go out, Dan, because every single time you come on this podcast, you talk about how Simon Mann gets the good things to commentate on and you're left with the the the, the chaff um to kind That's of right. pick up so is this like a common thing among cricket commentators and probably commentators wider than that around i've got to go and cover this game and you've almost got that oh, i don't know the the the, uh, the reticence of going to cover a game because you know it's going to be a, dr- a drib drab piece of rubbish oh well reticence i mean yeah i mean we, we have a whatsapp group where you know and, and i'm not going to name country names but if you're doing xvx at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> you send a note to simon and say i'm doing that and he he sends you what he thinks is encouraging well they're not encouraging words they're they're actually slightly gloating encouraging words <laughs> Something along the lines of, oh, well, it'll be over this time tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, of course you do that. But, but more, more irritating is when you do a game, which is like the, the game I d- did the other night, New Zealand against India, was perfectly set up. In, uh, New Zealand had scored 260 and they should have got a bit more, actually, mm. on a pitch that was quite good. And then India came out to bat appallingly badly. You know, New Zealand just tied them up really quickly. And Matali Raj is, Izzy Westbury has already annoyed all of Indian Twitter by having a go at Matali mm, Raj. I saw this. Yes. And she's done this on, on a few occasions, but she's not wrong. I mean, it's extraordinary that a game that they really could have won with a bit of ambition, that the ambition just ended in the middle overs. And those, those games are quite difficult to commentate on, to be honest with you, because you're just there shouting at the screen metaphorically you can't actually shout because you're on the radio but in in by asking questions of your poor bemused summarizer along the lines of why do you think Mitali Raj isn't trying to get on with it <laughs> and you look at Georgia Elvis going I don't know <laughs> don't ask me that <laughs> nobody knows <laughs> it's a mystery so <clears throat> yeah those games those games are are, are, are tricky but um New Zealand, Australia coming up would be good. England have got have got to win essentially uh, three really big games, I think, against uh, South Africa, New Zealand, and India. If they win two out of three of those and beat Pakistan and Bangladesh, they've still got a chance of getting through. But to be sure of getting through, they've got to win those three. And we start to move into, I hate to say it, um, late New Zealand autumn. We are now into March. We're feeling the effects of spring. The other day, the game I did, the sun set in New Zealand at exactly the same time as the sun rose in England. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't the cosmos king fantastic? Um, Basically, <laughs> being taunted that you're not going to get any decent sleep, though. Um, well, that's daunting. how I would. Was that taunting, Jack? This was the wonder of nature. Our spring, yeah. has, our spring has arrived. Our summer is about to come. New Zealand's the, the time is setting on New Zealand. Yeah, I can't wait. 17th of April, first game of the season. Um, Your first match? Yes. 
Well, the ice cold. Seventeenth of April. You've taken yeah. the piss. <laughs> it's true. That's going to be a cold, drab, miserable day. Or London Fields, come along. Everyone might, can come along to London Fields. I genuinely might, Jack. I genuinely might. Yeah. Okay. Well, well I can't, I might uh, come and take, we might need a player. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, we are going to wrap. We've done forty-two minutes, which is well done, us. Honestly, well done. Forty-one us. minutes more than this match needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're going. To, we're not doing tomorrow night because we're all going to the pub, aren't we? You're not to doing tomorrow night. Not so you're not doing. Hang on, you're not doing the actual result. Well, we know the result. This is, this is, this is the we've best done thing, the result. Dan. Yeah, Dan, this is the best thing about having an independent podcast. We could do whatever the fuck yeah. we like. Nobody cares. <laughs> okay, right. Can I, we'll can do it on I, Sunday just, morning when look, India's I, finished and get, we'll actually get an audience. <laughs> I don't want to sound like a terrible old wanker, but can I mm-hmm. give you a cautionary tale? Yes, please. I want, I okay. want to take you back. I want to take you back to what I think must have been 2010 or 11. England were playing against Sri Lanka at Cardiff and it had pissed down with rain and pissed down with rain. It had been absolutely dreadful. We were on the fifth day and I was doing test match over. And as it was raining again with no prospect of a victory of, of any kind of result in sight, New Zealand, Sri Lanka hadn't even batted in the fourth innings yet. And it was two o'clock in the afternoon and it was raining. I took the team to the pub and we got quite hammered to be brutally honest with you till about four o'clock, really speed drinking. And um, our producer, because he was a, he was a lovely man, but you know, lunatic, wouldn't come to the pub just in case. Rang in panic to say that the covers were coming off and that there was going to be a start just after tea. And Sri Lanka then proceeded to lose ten wickets for sixty odd runs, and uh, England won the Test match in extraordinary fashion. And we look, were a little bit too obliterated, um, vaporized. Um, uh, what were the other ones we had? <laughs> totally destroyed, not totally steamrolled. Steamrolled. We were a bit too steamrolled and totally destroyed and battered to to do it justice. But yeah, so just beware. You don't want to find um, yourself in the pub tomorrow night, Jack, with England either having been bowled out. Well, no, if they bowled out suddenly, you'll just stay. But England having set a nominal three hundred to win. And then the pitch suddenly turns into a minefield, and Chris Wokes of all people takes eight for twelve. I look, it could happen, but I'm only thirty once. So England, oh, is, England, oh, is it your birthday. Actually, based on birthday? a couple of cans of cider and this conversation. Oh, yeah. oh. well, you need to leave somebody left in the um, the cricket pod studio on their own. We've done, own we, we have done, we have done shows from the pub on people's phones before. If something amazing has happened. Mm. Um. Uh, so it was. So you know, that's there's always that as a reserve. But um, it's true. That don't expect true. to hear anything from us ten o'clock tomorrow. Um, yeah, I there's also yeah. a bit. Jack, what about if England set a even smaller target than Dan's talking about there and actually risk it? Maybe Red Bull reset means that they're going to risk beating the West Indies and uh, and set go on chase two fifty. Go on, use it, dangle the carrot. It's not going to happen. Don't be dumb. It's the first test of the three match series. They've just come off a four nil hammering in the ashes. Yeah. Are you out of your that's mind? That's the classic England conservatism <laughs> they, coming across them. The... Joe, 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 Root, be... Joe Root has set the West Indies a declaration target at Headingley already, and Shay bloody hope came to <laughs> that into a nonsense. Yeah. So he ain't going to be doing that again. <laughs> right, we are going to end the show now. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Cricket Pod. We're on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the Cricket Pod. Hit us up there with money, four pound a month. Um, 
and seriouscricket.co.uk for 10% off your cricket equipment. TCP22 is the code you need to use. All of that is in the show notes. If you're on um, on the YouTube, Rick and Nyan, Vic, uh, who else do we have? Tim, LPM. Thank you for, for joining us. And I've been reading your chat. I did ask questions earlier, but then we talked about other nonsense instead. So sorry about that. Um, but uh, probably Sunday morning or something, we'll, we'll get back together to talk about the draw. Uh, and um don't know. We'll tell you all about the fun we had at AFC Wimbledon tomorrow. Hey, is that where you're going? It is. Excellent. Bye-bye. That's where I got my jab. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.